Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ready to cut through the BS and hear some ways to drive your business forward today? Yeah. Welcome, Welcome. to Biz Sprints Podcast with your host, know the name. Michael McMillan. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Biz Sprints. This is Michael McMillan and thank you so much for coming back for another week of tips and tricks to help drive your business forward. This week, we are talking about the topic that has defined my entire career. That's a topic I wish I actually had my buddy Carl in here for since he wrote a book about this topic, but wasn't able to get our schedules aligned for this one, so I'll have to have him on another one. But the topic is persistence, right? I mean, you talk about the one word that could definitely define my career and pretty much any successful salesperson's career, there's no other word better than persistence. It is 100% what defines the difference between a successful salesperson and an unsuccessful salesperson. And today, I thought what we'd do is is let's have a conversation specifically around the different aspects of persistence and how does it play a part inside of our sales role and how do we leverage this thing appropriately, both for the good and also the avoidance of the bad. Because to just say you're persistent can be very dangerous because I could be such a persistent asshole that you don't want to do business with me, right? Or I could be persistent in a good way and really building a positive relationship with you to where you could not imagine not doing business with me or my organization. And it's really a careful balance that you have to play in sales. And it's really important that we get that thing right. So I wanted to talk you through that and really give you some specific key ways to really make sure that you're utilizing your persistence in the most accurate way possible, really making sure you know you stay in a good state of mind and really utilizing it in that appropriate manner, positive thoughts, giving yourself wins along the way, and really staying creative and, and talking about how we do each of those. So let's start at the top here, guys, right? So which is really making sure that we stay in a state of mind that is going to help keep us persistent along the way. You know, a lot of pe- a lot of salespeople, especially, they get in a misunderstanding that if I just put in more work, the results that I want will come from that. And what I will tell you is, is that's not the case. It is the quality of work that you put in consistently and ongoing that will get you the results in what you're looking for. Persistence is great, but quality persistence is greater er. Ooh, that's good bad language there. <laughs> so, but it is. It's it's better. It has more impact. It's more powerful. When I can be persistent with quality actions every single time, the results in which I will get from my actions are that much greater. And what's important with that is to understand that you must, to do so and to really have those quality actions, you must go into this in a positive mindset from moment one. And how I explain this to my sales staff here at Biz Sprints and all the sales teams in which we manage is it's kind of the act as if policy, right? Act as if you already have it and it shall be yours. Act as if the person actually didn't mean to say they don't want to talk to you Q1. They actually just said, hey, I'm telling you this because I'm trying to put you off, but if you get back to me with something of quality, I might talk to you sooner. Act as if the person has already started to do business with you. Act as if, act as if. And by doing that and approaching everything in your sales manner in that fashion, you're going to find yourself improving the pace and quality in which you perform 
Why? Because if I am communicating with you and acting as if you're already my client, guess what I'm going to do? I am damn well going to be improving the way I'm communicating with you. Because if you're my client, I'm not saying that if you're not my client, you don't get a next level. But if you're my client, you get the supreme level because you're my client. I mean, like there is no greater person in our world than our client. And this is something that salespeople, I train them on all the time, is that you sometimes spend so much time paying attention and making these great experiences for our prospects. And then we forget about our actual client who just did business with us. They've just paid us money to work with them in some fashion or for some product. Like there's no better person in the world than this person. Like do whatever you can for them. And yes, your prospects are critical, but this person's already doing business with you. And just imagine what you could do by making that that entire experience even greater. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole, but back on track, which is treat every prospect in that sense, right? Treat them as if they're already a client and they will become a client. And what that will start to trend towards, let me give you an example here. Actually, it just happened today before this podcast. So Anna Contreras, who's in my sales team, she actually was talking to a prospect today and they told her like, hey, listen, Anna, this is really going to be more of a Q2 2017 initiative. You know, we see the benefit. We see the, you know, working with you guys. We know we need to do this with you. Let's connect at the end of Q1. And she came over and she caught me up at the meeting because I was just curious about it. It's a client that, you know, it's just fascinating what they do. And she caught me up with what they got going on. And then I loved her response and she goes, oh, don't worry, Mike. She goes, I'm going to I'm gonna respond back to them and give them some nuggets and some things that they're probably not even thinking about in that strategy for Q2 and you know, see if I can get us a meeting here in the next couple of weeks still. And I was like, perfect. Why? Because she's acting as if the whole idea of the delay never happened. She's pushing forward. She's pushing the client through the pipeline like she should. And that's that persistence. She's not taking the no for an answer. She's giving value back to the client, showing them what they could do to improve their current strategy that they're planning on Q2 and showing them why they need us now and not three or four months from now. Great push, great way to do it. And she's getting in that positive mindset that they need us. We need to be there for them. And in doing so, really making sure that she's keeping that positive onset inside of the deal at all times. Now, when we talk about positivity, one of the things, and this is important, I really stress this to my sales teams because it's so easy to be to get a negative view of the world when you're in sales. It's so logical, right? Because we're basically told no <laughs> 99% of the time and 1% of the time we're told yes and we live for the 1%. You know, this is why I tell I always equate this to the re- there's a reason why guys last so long in sales because it's just like dating, right? You just got to ask enough women if they'll go out with you and eventually they'll say yes, <laughs> you know. But it's in total contrast to that too and it's funny as I was telling Anna this, this is also the reason why women out sell men usually at about 1.5 to 1 because you have the confidence already there in what you're doing. And is in sales, the moment any of my female salespeople have realized that they have all the power still, and that if they just act as if this was just like dating, they're going to do it. They instantly, it's just like intuitive then, and they make the deals. It's amazing. 
you'll notice like and that's why like Anna's here and she's already like once she started gaining that you know intuitiveness of how well she could do by just you know believing in what she's got as far as her knowledge and her abilities and it started to show in her numbers immediately so back on track here I'm sorry guys so with positivity it's important that we live this through every aspect of our lives when we're in sales you know the negative is all around us so being positive it's not easy but if you do it in every aspect of your life what you'll start to notice is that it will bleed through and really start to make you a more positive person overall and so what do i mean by this what i mean by this is start just paying attention to how you view different parts of your life and i asked anna and she allowed me to share this with you guys is this was something she early on struggled with which is you know we'd be talking about a topic and she would quickly jump on the negative aspects of the topic, the outcomes that would not be favorable to her and or our business, rather than taking and looking at the favorable and positive aspects that could come out of this. So let's just use a personal example, right? I need to go rake the leaves. I'm from the Midwest. I know they're not here in California, so just bear with me, right? But I got to go rake the leaves. If I have to go rake the leaves, I could look at this, oh man, I got to go spend two hours outside. It's going to be cold. It's a lot of work. I'm allergic to mold, so I'm going to probably get sneezing. I, you know, I'm going to have to bag these things, figure out where they got to be, blah, wham, wham, me, 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 blah, 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 right? Or I could look at it as, hey, I get to go spend the next couple hours outside. My kids can come out. I'll make piles of leaves. They get to jump in them. We get to play. You know, uh, Then they'll help me put them in bags. We'll have some good times. The yard will look great. And really look at it in a positive nature. And what did that do? What did that mind shift do for me, right? It just made the whole, yeah, I don't want to go rake the leaves. If you were like raking leaves, there's something wrong with you. Like raking leaves sucks, right? You know, but make the best out of it. Like look at it in a positive light. There could be so many worse things. You could not have a house to rake leaves at, right? There's so many other aspects of this that this is so good of a time. You know, for me, it's, you know, I, oh, I can spend time with my kids, I can tell whatever. But it's helping understand how to look at that in that positive light. And in sales, it's so critical, which is, you know, yeah, I got told no on a deal. Okay, great. I know that sucks. It's never easy to get told no. But now how do you leverage that, right? Where's the good in that? Hey, he told you no because he doesn't have the budget right now, but is trying to go get financing. Listen, you just hung up with a VC guy who said he's looking for a company in exactly that industry. Put the two together. Guess what? You're going to be the hero. Guess who he's going to do business with? You, right? That is looking at it in a positive nature. Look at what you learn from the no and then taking and leveraging that no into the positive. And you can only do that though, if you live in a sense of positivity and persistently keep yourself moving in a positive manner. The other big side with persistence and to stay in that positive mindset is to give yourself the chance to have wins along the way. You know what? It's just a reality. Sales, let's even be more real. Sales sucks. I mean, I'm sorry. You know what? It. I really realize now, like if someone probably had told me how sucky sales is day one. I don't know. I no, I take that back. I'm, I'm too competitive. I would totally still be in it. But it's, you know what though? I mean, reality is, is think about this guys. We lose far more than we win. And if you're in some crazy company where you're in the opposite, good for you. Like I'm, I'm so jealous of you. But for me, I will tell you, I have probably lost 95% of the deals that I've pitched and I've closed probably five. 
You know, it doesn't sound like a great closing ratio, but the 5% I've closed have changed companies' outlook in life, right? But I'll tell you, the only way I was able to stay persistent and do that is by giving myself small wins along the way. And what do I mean by that? You've heard me talk a lot about the numbers and science of sales. Well, I'm going to tell you is that the numbers and science of sales also have a direct correlation to the psychology of sales, which is, again, it's why it's, I always say sales is a science, not an art. And the psychology of sales and the reason the psychology of sales and the numbers of sales tie hand in hand together is because through stage moves, right? And I'm talking stage moves, I'm talking about my pipeline. So it's the specific milestones a deal has to go through to eventually become a client or not a client of my organizations. It's a vetting process. That's the best way to think through it because in our company, at least, we celebrate the losses just as much as we celebrate the wins. The reason being is, is when I get a loss, I now know I removed a client who was not basically qualified to do business with my organization. And if I can remove them early on, I'm not wasting time on them. And I can pay more time and attention to the people who do need to do business with me. So that's why, again, always celebrate. Look in the positive. I'm celebrating the loss because it saved me time. Unlike where most organizations we see and you get yelled at, your closing ratio's down by 5%. Dude, he just probably cleaned your pipeline for the first time in 10 years. Celebrate that thing. Give that guy a reward. Buy him a drink because that sucks <laughs> to get told that much, right? But celebrate those moves. Celebrate the wins, right? And not just the wins total. Celebrate the conversions from stage to stage. You just got them from an idea to a prospect. Give yourself a pat on the back. You just got them from prospect to figuring out who the buyer is. Give yourself a pat on the back. That is hard work to do. But the only way you can do it is if you're measuring it. The reason salespeople who are high performers are high performers is because we measure everything. There is nothing in my sales world that I do not measure. From stage moves, to conversations, to phone calls, to meetings, you name it, it is measured. And the reason we measure it is because it ties to the psychology, the psychology of sales. If I want you to stay persistent, I need to show you that your actions are doing good things. But the only way I know if they are actually leading you to something good is by measuring it and managing it and ensure it's doing what it needs to be doing. There's an old saying my mother always had, it will stay with me until the day I die, which is if you cannot measure it, you cannot manage it. And I have lived that in sales since day one. And I will tell you, it's the most important thing you can do if you want to keep a positive, persistent outlook in life, especially in sales. And the big piece here, guys, is this. When we're talking about giving yourself wins along the way, do not, and let me repeat myself, do not just measure yourself on the wins and losses. If you are trying to make this a binary, you are gonna be out of sales faster than you can. You got into it. The reason being is this. If I looked at the world in binary, especially in sales, I would be the most depressed, bipolar, crazed human being known to mankind. It's just impossible to look at it in that way. You are gonna lose far more deals than you will ever win. And if you look at the world in wins and losses, you are never gonna make it here. You must look at the world in the sense of gray of what sales is and look at the wins along the way. 
just because you got a client and you got all the way up to, you know, let's say for instance, a need analysis and you complete the need analysis, but you lost at the proposal, that's a damn good job. And I don't know about your pipeline, but in mine, that's over 60, almost 70% of the way there. That's amazing. Like that's an amazing accomplishment. You just did an incredible job. Give yourself a little credit. Just because you didn't get the proposal, there's so many other contributors. Learn them, manage them, measure them, document them, and look at ways to circumvent that. And just because someone told you no, doesn't mean you're not going to continue to go after it. (laughs) You got to stay persistent after those deals. No means maybe. Always remember that. But measure it and manage it. And the last piece, which is actually just a perfect segue, which is stay creative, right? The one thing I will tell you is this, guys. To stay persistent means to stay creative, in my opinion. Learn new skills. Learn new things constantly. One of the things I'm putting my sales team through here, starting in January, I believe, is they are all going to be going through improv comedy classes. Why? Well, because A, it's awesome, but B, because it teaches them a new skill. It shows them another way to look and you know act on their feet, you know, and be lean and know how they can do things. I wanted them to be able to look at the world in a new sense and share some more stories. I mean, think about it. Any salesperson can talk to you about, oh, here's how you sell more and here's how you stay persistent, right? Like I get this, right? I, I know this topic has been talked about a lot, but how many salespeople can talk to you about improv comedy? And hey, here's a way how to take the word green tea and sunglasses and make it funny. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an amazing skill to learn and it's an amazing thing to do and to become part of a troop and to learn how to work with others into a, you know, a team environment and, you know, do some sketch comedy even and whichever. It's not that I'm trying to make improv comics here. It's just I want them to experience it so they can talk about it with their clients. And it now gives them a way to be more creative. And the end of the day is this, guys, to stay persistent. Like I said, the best lesson you're going to take from this podcast is that last comment is to stay persistent, is to stay creative. If a client refers you a deal, go get them for more. If the client tells you no and they don't want to do business with your organization, go find them a client and give it to them and then see what they say. If a client tells you, you know what, I just don't like working with you. Great. Go find someone else in the organization they might want to work with. But show your creativity through your persistence and never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. Unless they give you a restraining order by the police, then you might want to give up. Unless you know someone else who might do it, and then you can at least refer them and maybe get some cash on the side, but a whole different topic. So guys, but again, right at the end of the day, stay creative, keep pushing, and never give up on your deals. And especially don't give up on yourself. That's the biggest thing of sales. It's what it's what led me here is when I learned that, you know what? I mean, I know I haven't shared this a lot lately, but it's when I was a 420 pound guy, right? I was a big, big boy. And, you know, I was still closing deals hand over fist. I was going to meetings and getting the utmost respect from clients. Why? Because I was persistent and I didn't give up. I didn't care what they viewed me as and what they they viewed my weight as, you know, whatever it meant to them. What I knew was I could show them through my persistence and creativity that I and my passion, which is another big part of this, but through those three attributes that I could change the face of their organization and I would. And you know what? That is what kept me persistent. The passion, the creativity, and the just the inner drive 
to never become a statistic and to make those companies great. So guys, with that, if there's any help we can be, as always, you know, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We're always available. You can reach us through our website. Email us at takeaction@bizprints.com. We'd love to hear your ideas for future podcast episodes. And maybe even if you want, try to get you up on an episode here to interview you as well. So guys, to your success and prosperity, my name is Michael McMillan. Thank you so much and have a great day. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thank you for listening to Biz Sprints Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us at bizsprints.com for more tips and tricks to drive your business forward. No doubt about it.